fellow Blue Jackets fans, welcome to Boom and Gloom. I am your host, Anthony, also known as Whaler Jacket on most social media platforms. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm dropping this episode early because my family and I are headed out to New England tomorrow to spend time with uh, my family for the holidays. I uh, grew up in New England, so heading back there. Um, I, I say this at the start of every episode for those who may be new. But I am Ohio's longest-suffering Blue Jackets fan. But I think I'm going to change that. I am Ohio's longest-suffering hockey fan. I think that makes more sense. Now, I'm not going to expand on that in this episode, but check out the beginning of uh, episode one if you're interested. Um, I have a lot to talk about today. Uh, this episode is uh, going to be all about goaltenders. All about the tendies. Last night's game against the Washington Capitals, offered a lot of discussion points. Now we'll get to that. But I want to talk about something else first. And that is the three-headed monster. Also known as the Jackets' current goaltender situation with Elvis, uh, Martin, and Tarasov all on the active roster. Now let me start off by saying that with all the Blue Jackets' injuries, I don't care that they're rostering three goalies right now. Okay. But once those players start coming back, that's when I'll have an issue with it. Having three goalies is not unheard of. Teams have done it, but I'm not a fan of that strategy. One, the the goalies are, they're not going to get much quality work in practice or as much, I should say. They're not going to get much quality game time either, obviously. They're rotating three. And also, having that third goalie takes up a roster spot that could be used on a forward or a defenseman. So in my opinion, something at some point will need to give. And I would like to see one of those goaltenders moved via trade or demotion to the AHL. Most likely candidate is Spencer Martin. Now, because the Jackets claimed him off of waivers, he cannot be traded unless he is exposed to waivers first. Again, um, that's just one of those uh, little-known NHL rules that I heard about. And from, from what I've heard, the Jackets don't want to do this because they figure... Someone will claim Martin and they'll lose him for nothing. And I I have an issue with that. I have an issue with that reasoning and I'll I'll, I'll explain why. Why Why did we bring Martin in? Insurance, right? Insurance for Tarasov. We wanted to make sure he got back and healthy. And now we have three goaltenders. And the Jackets don't want to risk losing Martin for nothing. But but here's my take on this, okay? Who cares? Who cares? We got him for nothing. We got him off the waiver wire. If Martin doesn't make it through waivers this time, either for a trade or uh, to demote him to the AHL, who cares? It's not like we are losing a major piece to a puzzle here or sacrificing the future of the organization. I totally understand 
that the Jackets wanted to have a viable, solid backup for Elvis while Tarasov was out. And they probably want a solid, viable alternative should Tarasov not be able to stay healthy. Because we all know he's proven that he really can't. But guess what? They already have that. There is someone named Jet Greaves who has done a fantastic job filling in as the Jackets' starting goaltender. He's proven himself to be more than serviceable. He faced, what, like a a record number of shots in his first two to three appearances. And I I forget what the actual record was, but but there was a, a ton of shots and he set some kind of record proving he's durable. He can handle it. So if you have a viable third string option waiting in Cleveland, why are you so worried about losing Spencer Martin? Does anyone out there see Spencer Martin as the next coming of Patrick Waugh? Because I certainly don't. And that that's not supposed to be a, a knock on Martin, okay? The, the dude has played well for us. Okay, I, I don't really have any major complaints about him. But is he worth holding on to at the expense of a roster spot for one of our forwards or defensemen? Now, again, I don't think it's a problem right now. But when Severson, uh, Boquist, uh, Jenner, Line, Roslovic, when, when they all start to, to uh, heal up and return, the Jackets are going to need that extra spot. And one of those spots right now is being occupied by a third goaltender. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what comes up with that. All right, so now on to the good stuff. The Capitals game. All right. All right, let's get into this. All right, the game last night against the Washington Capitals. The the Jackets uh, fell 3-2 to two in overtime. But, of course, the big news, the talk of Twitter and the subject of, quite frankly, many arguments among Jackets fans on Twitter was Elvis Merzlikens getting into it with Tom Wilson. Elvis gets a roughing call. Caps get a power play. Ovechkin wins it for him. So, argument number one among the Jackets fans that, that I'm seeing. Wilson should or should not have gotten a penalty. Well, my thought is, and I feel pretty strongly about this, it is ridiculous that Wilson did not get a penalty. Now, go back and watch the video. Tom Wilson threw at least one punch. Maybe two after he got back to his feet. It was tough to tell. Now, I saw some Caps fans saying that the only reason he did this was self-defense. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it's self-defense or not. He threw punches. He fought. Fighting is a penalty. And for anyone who argues that this is not actually fighting, go back to the Gabranson incident against Florida. Branson threw punches while Cousin was turtling. It wasn't, it wasn't actually a fight. But Branson threw punches, so he got a penalty for fighting. So if you're the refs and you're, you're going to call that, then you better be calling Wilson, a, a notoriously dirty player with a huge history, by the way. You better be calling him for fighting too, or at least roughing. He was certainly not completely innocent in this situation. 
So that that's what I was upset about last night, mostly. I totally agree that Elvis deserved a penalty. Maybe even more than what he got. But Wilson should have been in the box, too. Instead, I I believe, I, again, I, I don't know, I'd have to look back on this again, but I believe he was on the ice and helped the Caps score the goal to win the game. Take him off the ice and you, you don't know what could have happened. Maybe the Jackets killed a penalty. Maybe not. But you just don't know. And I firmly believe that Wilson should have gotten something too. You you throw a punch at someone, you get a penalty. It's, it, it's that simple. Throw a punch, get a penalty. Self-defense or not. Oh, So that was argument number one that I'm seeing. Argument number two among Jackets fans. Should Elvis have done what he did? Some people say, yes, Tom Wilson is a scumbag and deserves what he got. If the refs aren't going to police the game, the players have to step up. Again, just like what uh, happened with the Eric Branson incident against Florida. Now, Elvis, in my opinion, was, was right to stand up for himself. Others will say, you know, well, the game is on the line. If, if Elvis keeps his cool, the Jackets have a, a three-on-two in the other direction with a chance to score and win the game. A game that they played very well in, by the way. Definitely wouldn't have been a power play for the bad guys, that's for sure. So, this is all a matter of opinion, and I see the merits of both sides of this. Um, some people also express that, it, that as a last-place team with virtually no shot at the playoffs, who cares about the win? Make a statement and stand up for yourself. Well, my opinion is kind of a mix of both, both those, okay? If I were Elvis, I still stand up for myself, okay? But I let the guy up. The puck is nowhere around. It's going in the opposite direction. You don't need your stick back that very second, all right? You let the dude up, and then you grab your stick. Now, I understand in the heat of the moment, you're ticked off with this dude. So give him a shove while he's in your crease, okay? Don't throw a punch or anything, but but give him a shove and maybe say a, a not-so-nice word or two to him. But don't beat on the guy while he's down. Yes, again, I know we are out of the playoffs, but I wanted to win, okay? I always want the Jackets to win, always. And Elvis should too, and, I, and I'm sure he does, okay? But but make your point. Give him a shove, stand up for yourself, say something, but let him up first, okay? Keep your cool enough to at least do that. You do that, you get your stick back, and there's no issue. But instead, he went for that stick right away, and he's trapped in close quarters inside the net. Now, now I have to say, I, I think Wilson played a part in this by by hitting him. I, and I'm not going to say that he punched. I, it's tough to tell from the from the replays that he actually punched Elvis, uh, like Elvis claimed. I don't know, but he but he did put his hands to Elvis's head. I, I did see that for sure. But again, that doesn't even happen if Elvis gives him a second or two to let the guy up. Give him a shove. Tell him what, bo- what, uh, what part of the body you think he is. Pick up your stick and see if your team was able to get the goal in the win. So I guess what I'm saying is that I think Elvis overreacted. 
Tom Wilson, he's the type of player to bring that out, I guess. That, that's that's his M.O. But he definitely could have kept his cool. Um, now, I have no problem with Tom Wilson getting punched and hit. No problem with that at all. But man, I just want to see the Jackets win games. Now, I, I know it doesn't ultimately matter with our playoff chances. I get it. And I, I also would have been totally fine with that whole situation, like I said before, if Wilson had gotten a penalty too. Two guys got caught up inside a goal uh, and tempers flared. It happens. It's hockey. But Wilson should have been in the box too. So everyone has the right to complain that Elvis losing his cool cost the team a point. But let me say this. All right. If for some strange reason the Jackets end up being one point out of a playoff spot, and again, let's face it, that that won't happen. Okay, I'm just saying, let, let's just say it did for, for argument's sake. I don't want to hear anyone complain about this incident. Well, you know, back against the Capitals, if Elvis didn't cost us that point. No. Instead, complain about all those blown leads that we've experienced so far this year. That's where the complaint should fall. This incident... It's, it was just a blip on the radar, just something for us fans to talk about during a season where we won't have playoffs to talk about. There's one other argument that I'm seeing on Twitter. Did Pascal Vincent handle the press conference interview properly? Essentially, he threw Elvis under the bus and said his behavior cost him the game. Was he right in saying that? And thinking that, I should say? Absolutely, yeah. He did cost us the game by getting that penalty. Again, I believe Wilson should have gotten a penalty too, but but let's put that aside for now. All right. Elvis keeps his cool. We have a very good chance at winning that game. He did not keep his cool, giving us a very good chance at losing that game. And, and we did. But did Vincent handle it the right way? I am a fourth grade teacher, and I'm going to use an educational analogy here to explain my thoughts on this. If I make a poor decision handling a student behavior incident in my classroom, and the parent comes into the school irate with me, and by the way, thankfully this has never happened to me. I'm just using this as a as a hypothetical. Well, if that happens, whether my principal agrees with the way I handled it or not, I expect my principal to have my back in front of those parents. And when that parent leaves, I expect my principal to rip me a new one and let me know I was in the wrong. That's what I feel Vincent should have done here. In front of the cameras, he should have backed his player 100% like he did for uh, Good Branson against the Panthers. He should have acknowledged that it happened, maybe not blame the refs or anything, but you know, indicate that, that he supports his player no matter what. Then, when he gets back to the locker room, he can lace into Elvis all he wants behind closed doors. Now, I'll admit that Vincent didn't actually say Elvis's name. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that, actually. I'd, I'd have to rewatch it. I don't think he did, though. But we all know what incident he was talking about and what player uh, cost the team the game. We, we all know. 
So I don't disagree with what he said, but I think he could have handled it more uh, diplomatically. I think that's the right word, diplomatically. One last thought about the whole incident. When a player becomes uh, involved in an altercation with your goaltender, it's expected, it's assumed that that your teammates are going to jump in to protect that goaltender. Hitting a goaltender, unless you happen to be the other goaltender, is breaking an unwritten rule. If you do it, prepared, prepared to be pummeled. So when Elvis got into it with Wilson, who, uh, uh, who, who was on the ice at that time? It was, it was Sillinger, Juracek, and Kent Johnson. I just have to say, I found it very humorous that Kent Johnson was the first person back. And I could just tell in his body language that he was like, oh, crud, do I seriously have to be the one to go at Tom Wilson? The dude is like 100 pounds on me. Now, thankfully, it didn't come to that. They, they kind of got separated and, and Johnson was was spared that the, the nightmare of trying to be trying to be tough against Tom Wilson, but I just thought it was funny. Someone uh, actually replied to my post on Twitter that, that Johnson was the was actually the one who pushed Wilson into the net in the first place. So I had to go back and, and rewatch that, but, but he was right. Johnson does kind of push him down. Now, considering the size difference, I, I'm assuming Wilson was losing his balance anyway, but KJ certainly didn't help Wilson stay on his feet. But I do have to say one other thing. Uh, kudos to Coach Vincent for putting the kids on the ice during overtime. I've been shouting that for weeks now. Let the kids play. Let them make mistakes. Let them learn. Put them in situations like this when the, the game is on the line in overtime. That's what I want to see. Let them grow. We're, we're out of the playoff race, so, so let them grow. Let them be in the game. Okay, I think I'm done ranting and raving for now. So uh, thank you for tuning in and, and listening to me. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at Whaler Jacket or on Instagram with any questions or suggestions. I think I'm pulling in a whopping two listeners a week right now. So, so uh, I don't expect to get many questions just yet, but hopefully down the road. So for the very few of you who actually hear this, thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope this podcast will gain some traction as time goes on and I'll start interacting with more fellow fans. But for now, we'll just, uh, we'll just keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll keep this kind of uh, intimate right now. So take care, everyone. Uh, happy holidays. I will be back uh, next weekend with more Boom and Gloom. Hopefully I'll have a, a couple of wins to talk about. But I don't have a good feeling about the next couple of games. I'm sorry to say. But we'll see. Surprises happen, right? All right. All right. Take care, everyone. Go Jackets.